Yes, my name is Jonathan Buick. I'm the present CEO of Idaho Champion. Uh, we have just acquired a large land package in the James Bay pursuing lithium, and we also have four cobalt properties in Idaho. Uh, Jonathan, good. Because I've been sorry, first time uh, we've spoken or, or met, um, so I'm kind of keen to understand the story. And because you seem to be, uh, you're certainly hitting all of the uh, electric, uh, battery, metal uh, uh, commodity types in in there. I've almost got a trifecta going on. Um, can you? Just, just to kind of kick us off, can you tell us a little bit about you? What's, what's your background? Where are you from? Sure. So I'm Toronto-based. Uh, background is corporate finance. Had my own advisory firm, broker-dealer called Harp Capital. Uh, I've raised over $400 million for junior mining companies with about $100 million of that out of Korea and Japan, the big conglomerates. Uh, and within those transactions, four of those were actually battery metals, battery metals uh, projects that we were the advisor to. So certainly understand the end users uh, and, and certainly w- where we want to direct and drive the company. So my, my background's capital markets. Right. Okay. And um, I kind of want to kind of talk about, you know, what you've got into, because there's a lot of company, companies sort of jumping on the bandwagon because it feels like, you know, the, the green thematic has really been sort of kicked on hard um, for the last cu- couple of years and companies are looking for those sorts of assets making a reaction in the marketplace. So I'm keen to understand how you picked up these assets and in fact, you know, why did you pick up these assets? Sure. I'll start first with our cobalt crown in Idaho. So uh, uh, we have four distinct cobalt properties right in the Idaho cobalt belt. Uh, Idaho is one of three places in the world where cobalt is the primary metal as opposed to a complementary metal. The other two places being Finland and Morocco. Uh, we've had those since our inception uh, as, a, as a private company in 2016. We actually picked those up from a, a local family we've known for a long time. Uh, the lithium projects, we started the negotiation with different groups last spring, culminating in the first acquisition last fall. For 161 square kilometers right along the trans Road. Mid-January, we added four more acquisitions to consolidate and become contiguous. And then last Thursday, uh, as the latter part of uh, February, early March, we announced the, the final acquisition. We now control 415 square kilometers right in the James Bay Road, right through the property and, and power lines as well. Right. Okay. So having lots of assets in the portfolio, certainly with, with, of, of the right type is, is, is good, but you actually got to do something with these things and you got to finance that. So right now, they're, they're in, you could argue they're a, li- they're a liability in, in a way. So how do you kind of create the value from each of these? I mean, what, 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 are, you, what are you putting down as your flagship asset? What are you going to be focused on first? Sure. Uh, I, I, I think it, as, as a part of the answer to that question, I, I should probably talk a little bit about the broader team. Uh, yeah, so in, addition, yeah. in addition to the four battery metals projects I've been involved in in an advisory role, uh, we've got uh, three other directors who have battery metals experience. Uh, as a team, we've created over $6 billion of value for the shareholders. So Paul Fornazari, who has been with us since day one, he is a securities lawyer by trade, but an entrepreneur at the end of the day. He was a founder and director for Lithium Americas. Uh, he then subsequently left that board. Uh, and then became a founder and director for Neolithium. Neolithium last year was taken out for $940 million by a Chinese group. So two significant transactions, both to the benefit of the shareholder. Uh, Gabriel Pindar, who's our most recent appointee, uh, has built 11 mines globally. Uh, he was the COO and director for Neolithium. So again, a- another major transaction and win for the shareholder. And then uh, finally, I'd, I'd highlight Patrick Highsmith, who's a technical director. He's American. He and I first met in the late 2000s. Uh, he was the CEO and, and director for Lithium One, uh, not the new Lithium One, but the the original Lithium One. He actually hired Harp Capital, my advisory firm, back in 2010 to seek a partner, and we were successful in bringing in a Korean consortium of LG, GS Caltex, and Crest for $15 million into the Saldo Vida project in Argentina. And about 15 months later, Galaxy Minerals took them over for 125 million US. So, 
multiple transactions. As a team, we've done seven battery metals transactions, again, for the benefit of the shareholder. And you're going to hear that a lot from me today, Matthew. It is about the shareholder. We believe Idle Champions number eight. Right. Okay. So you've got the, you've got the team of kind of been there before and, and got the t-shirt for, uh, which, which is great. So what's the plan with, with your lithium pegmatite project? So when we were looking for an acquisition uh, with infrastructure matters, so certainly the Trans-Tega Road having access, I mean, it, we're in remote Holmes Bay. Why would there be a, a, a 12-month road in the middle of nowhere? You, if you look about 35 kilometers west of our property, you actually have Hydro-Quebec's largest power dam. Uh, and that road services that power dam about 15 kilometers east of our property is an airport and base camp called Mirage. That, that base camp services the dam. That's why that's probably the best kept road in northern rural Quebec. Uh, that mattered to us as a company. And then also having two power lines running from the dam back to the airport, that's 3.6 cents a kilowatt of green energy. So for those that are looking for that ESG checkbox, that checks that box too. But the reality is, conceptually, we've, we've, we've secured a fantastic patch of ground. It's time, it's time to go out and drill this. And so we're going to approach this aggressively, but still conservatively. Uh, I, I haven't highlighted yet some of the neighbors on the, in, in the area and why we're excited about what our geology holds, but certainly we are uh, adjacent to and contiguous to uh, Patriot Battery Metals and the Corvette Discovery. Also on the western flank of our property, we have Winslow Resources in the Canset. So we've got two of the better discoveries, and certainly with Patriot, probably the best discovery in North America in the last 15 years. We, we have not had any drilling done on our ground, but we do know from historic reports, both from the, some of the companies we've bought from, but also the Quebec government, that we have pegmatites on the ground, and the multi-million dollar press is probably going to host spodumene, and we're going to pursue that answer, and we expect to make that discovery of magnitude this year. Right, and tell me a, bit, a little bit about the transaction. I mean, what, what did it cost you, and what did you inherit in terms of data? What do you know about it? Sure. Uh, so we we did, multi, I think at the end of the day, we ended up with seven different vendors, one of which was a public company. Uh, similar types of transactions uh, across the board. Typical junior transaction, a little bit of cash, a block of stock, half of that stock held for 18 months, and then a royalty that's at 2% with a 1% buy-down. You know, standard industry started at structures for juniors. Total cash consideration, I think, was $190,000 and 21.5 million shares. And at the time of negotiating, we would have been in sort of five-cent range. So all in, roughly a million dollars equivalent. Uh, we think it's been a major transformational transaction for us as a company. A part of the appeal for us when we were negotiating was the team that we brought and seeing the pedigree of our board. Certainly, as Patriot share price has gone up, so has the ask of the vendor. Uh, I, I would say a lot of them are basically Looney Tune characters from Warner Brothers right now with what their ask is. They're in the ether. Uh, and we're not prepared to pay those prices. Well, it's, it's a funny time for uh, lithium. It's going to come off from uh, the October highs for sure. And, and probably a little bit more to go. So potentially it could become a better time for uh, acquisition of lithium assets, I, th I think, in the near term. But I, I think you you'll want to drag me back to what the future holds for, for lithium prices, I, I suspect. But I'm sort of in, in, intrigued about how much more you think you need to kind of pick up. Have you got a good enough asset which will stand on its own? Um, and, and so coming back to the question of you know, what do you actually know about the asset in terms of that, that data set? So the, the, the original land package of 161 square kilometers was purchased from a, a Quebec junior gold company that has this as a part of their inventory. Uh, they had a primary uh, gold project that they've made a discovery and brought a major in on, so this was just sitting there. I approached a couple of the directors I've known for about 15 years and said, listen, you're not doing anything with this. Can you, would you be interested in monetizing that? So that conversation started last spring and we culminated that September. 
between signing the LOI and the act, and, and the actual closing of the the uh, purchase, we we were able to secure a helicopter and we need an airborne program flying lighter and air mag. We also had historical ports. They were this is a greenstone belt. They had actually had this ground for copper and gold. Uh, they hadn't documented in their mapping in the field the pegmatites that they walked across as they were sampling the gold and copper uh, greenstone belt. Never t- never touched the lithium uh, or sorry the pegmatites. Uh, in their approach, uh, they walked and mapped them, but did not sample them. And I think that's why they were available for us, and that's why we secured them. Um, right. Okay. So you, what I'm what I'm trying to get what I'm trying to get at, Jonathan, is trying to understand why you would pick this up. Okay, because you know a, a neurology or a closeology play um, is fine, but why would you go and put a deal like this together? You must have a little bit more than you know hope that it it kind of is like what the guys next door have. Was there any actual data points to suggest that these pegmatites might actually give up, you know, decent grades or at least scale? Uh, great question. Uh, the, the 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 answer to that is there, there's a number of geological reports by the Quebec government. We also had some some regional reports by other prospectors that document the the number of pegmatites across the ground that we were looking at. Uh, there was no direct sampling, so we weren't going based on some some lithium bits. We did have in a couple of the Quebec government reports. Uh, Lithium occurrences documented on our ground, and when by a couple, I mean a lot. Uh, but a lithium occurrence is not the same thing as a lithium discovery. So we we have our work to do uh, without even the acquisition as recently as a week ago. This is hot off the presses transactions. We've we've mobilized a team for the spring. We're going to have a twenty man camp. We are going to be rudiment, uh, uh, going right across from left to right or from west to east, sampling and mapping the entirety of the project. The Quebec government has told us that we expect it for a critical metals project, we expect a drill permit in a 60-day turnaround. So we expect getting the data back from that sampling program in June, July to have a permit in hand by Labor Day and, and having that field program with the drill bit turning uh, as the stall starts to buy this fall. Right, okay. And so we, we, people like um, Gabriel, Paul, and, and Patrick, obviously um, really good in terms, of, in terms of the board construct, but in terms of like the day-to-day operational component, um, What's their experience in terms of how you go about building this thing up and how how does that kind of feed into the system and the process that you are going to be um you know delivering yourselves on on, on the ground? Because you know, sometimes there's the kind of nameplate names and then there's people actually say, Look, here's the smart way of going about building up a business, you know, from from a from a low start. Another great question. I will say that our our, our board is very hands on. Uh, very active. I talk to Patrick and Paul daily, multiple times a day, with uh, depending on where we are in terms of uh, what we're trying to accomplish. Gabrielle led the technical efforts at Neolithium and was one responsible for delivering that bankable feasibility study. And the Chinese actually are, in fact, building out based on that feasibility study that, that Gabrielle was responsible for. So we have a hands-on team. Uh, I think another thing that has motivated us as a team is we, we have real skin in the game. As a company, uh, our shareholders are our, our partners. Gabriel wrote a seven-figure check coming in because he believes in the geology. We have over $6 million ourselves, so so we're, we're aligned with the shareholder. Uh, but we also have the relationships in the industry to actually deliver uh, the groups, whether it's the geologists in the field or the drill companies, uh, access to the labs, access to the technical people to complement our skill sets. So I think the, the, the track record of success has allowed us to be, be attractive to talent. And, and I think that's going to help us in the days ahead. Brilliant. And do you think there's a difference between sort of, you know, lithium brine type companies and, you know, hard rock 
type companies or is there a lot of kind of crossover in terms of again that that experience in terms of how do you build this thing up and build that kind of um you know ability to kind of almost predict predict the future in terms of what what that that that, that path looks like sure uh very very different skill sets on a pegmentite versus a bride uh certainly uh the the history of our board has been in the brines, but also uh, with Gabrielle have, and Patrick been involved in hard rock mining uh, and, and a number of successes with hard rock miners. There, there is a, a strong alignment with with the board level, but certainly as a as a team, uh, those are going to be decisions that will be made as we first we need to make the discovery. But certainly as we advance the asset, we know that we we can call in the various third party consultants and, and engineering firms to help manage that process and. and Way. Right, and, and and just sticking with the lithium um, for a little bit longer, if you don't mind. Um, right, you, you obviously ra- you raised a little bit of um, money at the end, end of um, uh, well, when so you have did you close that raise? So the the raise we announced with the appointment of Gabrielle, we we actually closed it. We it was effectively a closed financing when we announced that was that was okay. We'd been speaking well, end of this end well, of the year and, and going back and forth, and he he sort of outlined a few things he wanted to see done, including. Uh, making it a contiguous land package, so we went out and were able to secure that. And certainly, guided by our geologists, as to you need to go get more ground, Jonathan, go get it. I, I did that, um, but that financing closed the day it was announced. So that, that money is in the treasury already. Okay, fantastic. So, which kind of again, given what you're trying to do in terms of like, um, you know, you're spending a lot of time on on the the kind of co- the corporate, the administrative side of things, like getting up these 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 packages um, to get the land packages and together you're now going to have to think about right we now take no we now need to go and do something so we're going to need to finance that and you know have you sort of have you actually announced or have you are you able to sort of articulate the process going forward just to sticking with the lithium in terms of how how you allocate capital and what you're going to do so cash on hand right now is about 2.3 million dollars uh we have warrants at various strike prices management owns roughly 30 percent of those we have roughly $15 million available uh, in warrant money. Our shareholders actually have been quite good to us. We have about a dozen phone calls. I can reach 85% of my shareholder. All of them have made money with us on previous deals. So getting a second check from somebody who you've made money for is easier than finding the first check from a new new investor. So I think we can call those. We have call functions as well in those warrants. So certainly the ability to have that money come in, and we've already seen the first threshold of warrants was at 10 cents. We're already seeing warrants being exercised. So that, that money reduces the burden or the pressure on me. I mean, as the CEO, my responsibility is to raise the money. Uh, and as soon as we close the financing, I'm already worried about the next one. So if I can start to see a self-funding mechanism for warrants, it uh, gives us a little runway. Uh, the programs in the spring are already funded based on what we have in the treasury. Uh, as we look to seek the the, the, the the drill permit and to be drilling in the fall, we'll either have seen enough at warrants exercise or we'll strategically go after capital. We have the benefit in being in Quebec doing the what they refer to as a charitable flow through. There's one of those groups that we're in dialogue with. They've offered us 100% premium to any financing, uh, to any amount of money. Now, we're only going to take what we need uh, and do it in tranches because, again, we're shareholders. We don't want to dilute unnecessarily. Uh, but there is access to capital every cycle within the calendar year or even within the metal. There's different windows to finance. We know there there is one here right now, uh, but we would have to be on pretty... Uh, robust terms for us to consider it. Right. Okay. Okay. And then with with regards to you can tell you're a finance guy because that's where that's the lane you're staying in. Um, what are you what are you going to do with with that money once it once it kind of comes through? <laughs> I've done this for thirty years. I could talk about broccoli majors, but I'm going to stick to my knitting. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. True. 
Yeah, uh, talk about what you know. Invest in what you know. Um, but 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 on a certain thing, so in in terms of the 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 the, the plant, now I, I I get that it's kind of fairly early stage at at this point, and maybe planning is 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 not possible. It's a case of you know one one step forward, one step forward at a time. Um, but what what can you tell us about what twenty twenty three looks like on on the lithium in terms of st- work on the ground? We already have a plan, uh, and we had, we we're not afraid to share what our plan is. Uh, and you'll even see within our, our presentation on our website and, and certainly the materials we've used it in meetings, we have a line of slide is called milestones. It's basically news events that investors can track and follow good, better, and different. What does that mean for you as an investor? We outline some of the things that people can expect in the coming weeks. We're going to have a, a field program in the spring. That's going to be a sampling and mapping program. That's going to lead to a drill program in the fall. Uh, we will fly more airborne and doing air mag and LIDAR. We'll probably do some gravity. We've certainly seen to our neighbor at Winsome, uh, gravity has been an amazing for, tool for them. It's a tool that people haven't typically thought of for the pegmatites. First time I've ever seen people going for under, underground pegmatites. Usually it's an open pit situation, but certainly some of the uses of, of the gravity of, are allowing people to have uh, the ability to see pegmatites undercover. And, and I went and heard a paper presented during the PDAC on that subject matter, and I think that's going to be a tool that we'll, we'll add to our toolbox. We, we, we're seeing a lot of the, the approaches of Australia now coming into the James Bay. Obviously, the Pilbara is a more advanced, more mature uh, uh, pegmatite region. And it's important for us to take notice of what has worked successfully for them. Obviously, different terrain and different geographic and geologic setting, but the pegmatite to pegmatite, it's a matter of how, how are you working to gain knowledge on that. So we're, we're going to continue to seek and understand whether the uh, the Aussie approach has been as well. Yeah, well, it's been big, big in... Um... Australia for the last you know couple of years, some of the biggest gains that have, have been in that area. And I think I say you know mentioned at the beginning a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon without necessarily knowing too much about lithium. Um, Idaho Cobalt, obviously good session. We spent spoken to a few companies with uh, cobalt projects in in Idaho. Um, where does that sit in the list of things to do? So as a pre-discovery company, it makes sense for a company such as Idaho Champion to have a lithium package and a cobalt package. Uh, our expectations with discovery. Uh, and we're like we're we're looking to drill both in Quebec and in Idaho this year. Uh, with Discovery, we that we would then consider splitting out and creating a second company, uh, giving our shareholders a second lottery ticket. Uh, this is a challenge for everybody. Uh, it's a different skill set, and we we're, we're smart enough to know that. Uh, and so our expectation in Idaho is that we will be pursuing a discovery there. We have the Twin Peaks mine, which is a past producing mine. It's produced from 1924 to 28 for precious metals. In the 30s, it produced again from 34 to 38. Uh, for the base metals, it was all shipped up to the Silver Valley. They don't ship rock, they ship ore. So we know that was good grade. Uh, we we did, they have about th- uh, 330 meters of underground portals at the project. None of them are open, although I sort of poked my head in last spring just to make sure it wasn't open and and uh, and, and, and it took a look about. We, we, we were doing a field program there last fall to lead to a drill program this year, and we actually discovered a new copper vein system at surface. We're directly east and adjacent to what is now Electrobattery Metals, formerly First Cobalt, at the Iron Creek. The Iron Creek is a past-producing mine. It was uh, one company, or sorry, one project company called U.S. Cobalt that First Cobalt took over in 2018 for 180 million U.S. Idaho Geologic Survey flew the whole county last year, so that saved us about $250,000. But what we saw from that desktop study is the geologic structure that is Iron Creek. And now, last August, Electrobattery Metals announced a new discovery called the Ruby Zone. The geologic structure of Iron Creek and Ruby are what actually leads right into the copper vein system we've discovered at surface. So in terms of, again, news for the, uh, the investor audience that's going to pay attention to us, 
we've got 19 samples in the lab there from that sampling program that we expect. I was hoping to have my PDAC, but obviously we haven't got it yet, but that, that's news on, on the come as well. Okay. Okay. It'd be interesting to see how that plays out because obviously the, I should say it, it's, it's in a way uncorrelated. Um, I get the battery thematic, but um, it's, it's a different jurisdiction and different skill sets required. Uh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll watch that. Let's see, see, see what you guys do next. Yeah, one of the things you did mention in, in some of the marketing material was uh, in terms of next steps was around you know, signing a definitive agreement with an Asian group, presumably Japanese, Korean, or otherwise. A bit early stage to be talking that game, isn't it? Well, I mean, the, mar- the market has turned, started to pay attention to us since we've made the announcements of the lithium. Uh, but, but, but an antidote that I've used with some of my shareholders, and I'll share it with you, Matthew, is for the last four years, we've run a 100-meter race on an 80-meter track, and we keep hitting the brick wall before the finish line. That's been this market as a junior. Uh, and so last, in November of 21, I started getting inbound calls from Aussie listed, trying to figure out how they could steal our cobalt from us. And my benefit of having worked in Korea and Japan for a long time and having handed my advisory service business to my partner, who's a Korean metallurgical engineer, due to COVID, he actually has remained in Seoul since September, 2019 with two trips at home when for his daughter's wedding. I phoned him up. I said, listen, I'm getting inundated by Aussies trying to figure out how they can steal this. Is there an audience in Korea right now for this? And he said, yes, there is. Don't sell it. But we started opening up conversations with groups I've known. I've worked in Korea and Japan for 22 years of my career. Knowing sort of who the, who the people were and what they would be looking for. Started that conversation in April of last year. We announced a non-binding MOU with one of the battery groups. We didn't disclose who it was because it was non-binding. We did a site visit to the project in May. We were fortunate enough. I, I was able to, to, to uh, get Gervois to let us go underground at their new operations, which announced production in October. That's the only producing cobalt mine in, in North America, and it's our neighbor at the Victory Project. So we, I took the group underground, uh, and we were standing there at the portal, and I said, listen, here, I know you look for bankable feasibility stage assets, and we're 100% risk, but here's why you need to pay attention. The ground that Gervois has built this line is the same ground as ours. It's not private land. It's not patent land. It's public land. And they've shown us how to get to a permit. You make a discovery. You do the environmental work. You drill it out. You do the engineering work. And if the economics are there, you can get a permit. And the reason I know that is Gervois has just shown us that template. That message wasn't lost in the battery. Uh, they've been, we, they went home. They started to do their due diligence. We, we've advanced that conversation. Uh, I told them in mid-January, uh, I know the priority for you is now negotiating off, taking a couple of projects because the IRA has got them spooked uh, where they're going to source their metals in free trade agreement countries. So we've no, we're no longer on the on the front burner. Uh, and I've told them that you're going to miss the window here. So we're we're seeking to get that to a definitive where they're going to spend. As a junior company, I mean, forget the lithium for a minute, as a junior company, uh, raising money in Canadian dollars and spending in the U.S., we're getting punished by the FX right away. So if I can bring in a, a group that's going to spend U.S. dollars, and now we've got the benefit of being able to raise premium dollars in, in Quebec. That manages my treasury that much stronger. I can now raise money at a premium to spend in Canada and hopefully have them spend U.S. dollars in America. But right now, I don't feel like we have the same need for, for, the, for that conversation to complete for Defendo to be signed. And it's not arrogance. That's just where the market dynamic has changed. I don't know if it's in or not, but. Well, no, it's sort of well, obviously we know we know Bryce Crocker really really well, but he's been coming on the show for the, you know the last three years. Um, we've seen them kind of build, build up um, their Idaho project, and obviously you know and and, and elsewhere down Brazil as well. Um, 
here's the thing that I, I'm trying to understand looking in. So I, I'm hearing a good game, good chat, right? Um, the right people with big ideas, with you know, in, in, with the right commodities, um, you know. And I'm I'm looking at you know share price from this time twenty uh, of year twenty twenty. So three you know three three years in the making. And, you know the, the chart's been difficult, right? It's 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 a, it's a difficult chart to look at. Do you do you think that's been because you've been through a phase of just kind of trying to work out what you've got or trying to get the right assets into, into the portfolio, um, and a little bit of well, the market needed to you know help and didn't and really didn't twenty twenty two for anyone. Um, do you think you're now at that point where you're looking for that kind of that step change, or you're going to be able to deliver that kind of step change um, again? And if so, do you feel that the the message is is simple enough for people to? understand what it is that you're trying to do. But I think at the end of the day, this is a people business. And I come at this first as an investor and, and, and our team does as well because we are investors. Uh, and, and, and when you look at people, good people can use mediocre assets as currency to go seek better assets. Mediocre people will ruin the best assets in the world. We think we just made that pivot. Now, we our company name is Idaho Champion. We're no longer Idaho-centric. We've now picked up the assets in Quebec. So as a part of the pivot and the rebrand to the battery metals, where we have a tremendous amount of experience and scar tissue to show for it, uh, we will be seeking a name change and taking that to the shareholder. We, we we think it's important as a part of the pivot to also have a rebrand. I love the name. I love our logo. But at the end of the day, uh, we, we can't have Idaho be the only part when we have a Quebec. So we, we, we have a tremendous opportunity in front of us where, you know, they use a sports analogy, we're in the early innings of what's happening in the battery metals. There's it's going to be a slanker. The, the, I mean, lithium price is going to soften. Cobalt price already has. It's going to come back. There's going to be an ebb and flow. And if you have a team that's capable that can can raise the capital to see you through the difficult times. As a shareholder at NEO, I saw them take a big chunk of change when nobody was ready to give money. They took enough money that when the lithium market softened, they had enough money in the bank. They went through and delivered a bankable feasibility study while a lot of people lost their value. That's what allowed them to get taken out when everybody else was just starting to get air back in their lungs. They they, they survived and thrived. And, and so we, we think we can uh, do a similar set of uh, events now. We, we we have the right team in place. Uh, and we have the, now a, a, a portfolio of assets that we believe uh, wealth can be created. We're not here for 10%. We're here for 10x. We think 20, 2023 delivers that for us. Well, like I say, I think I think so that's why I asked that question. It may seem sort of a, a you know difficult or, or even re question to ask, but it, it's you know for people who've been in this story for three years, they might have a different view. But if you're coming in from now, I, I suspect you know that kind of low, low base and with, with and potential high leverage, it could become very very interesting. But but th th there therein lies the the, the 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 kind of potential difficulty. You said you can reach eighty five percent of the register with with. With, with your very few phone calls, right? Will people stay with you on this ride? Um, or do you think there's a kind of overhang component to the story which you sort of need to also deal with? You're, you're a finance guy. You know, which you, you, at some point, do you think there's an overhang which you'll need to deal with in the future? And if so, how, how do you ta come out that? We've, I've been fortunate that the guys who wrote the early checks also have, have average cost base. So they're, they're, they're in good position. Now, will they take a profit? I'm sure the people at Jackson Warrants right now is sound money. Uh, and if they're taking a profit, they'll write a check the next time because I made them. Uh, but the reality is the, the last three years of looking at that chart, I had to live with it. And, and I'm, 
it, I'm a, it's about being available and accountable. And so my, my promise to everybody I talk to is I can't promise you discovery, although I think we're going to deliver too. What I can promise you is availability and accountability. My, my commitment to a shareholder is I know when I have a liquidity event in my life, the stock I sell is the one I know least about. My commitments, I don't champion, will never be the least about. If you look at the presentation, that's got my mobile number. It's got, like, it's, this matters to us. It should matter to the investor. And they should know it matters to us. Okay. Well, like, like, I, like I, pre- I appreciate the candor and the, and, and the honesty here. Um, and, and I, you know, there's a lot to like about this story uh, for, for, for sure. And, and I think if this, if this is the, if this is the uh, moment that it, it, it upticks um, in terms of what you're able to do, the assets that you've now got, and, and, and I say what, whatever the market does uh, for, for lithium um, and whatever you do with the Cobalt asset. Exciting time. So I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us about it, Jonathan. Thank you. I appreciate your time, Matthew, and look forward to, to coming back and giving an update. We've got a lot of, lot of progress, a lot of catalysts to come, and, and I think your, your, your viewership will want to follow the story. So thank you.